sharing this part of my story might be a little hard, but here goes. I mentioned in my last episode that I went to a school. Um, I was excited for ministry and it started out okay, but I was very stressed out. I was having a little bit of racing thoughts and just overall nervousness. Um, So by the time I started my first writing assignment, I quickly just unraveled. Um, I started writing a brief history of my family which turned into a very dark poem about feeling alone and wanting death and just, it, it wasn't going so great. There was just a lot of despair and darkness in my mind. So instead of going to seek out counseling from a school counselor or a doctor or even just calling a friend or walking down the street or talking to my housemate, I chose to isolate. And that was one of the biggest mistakes I made. So I ended up actually dropping out of school and going to live with my parents, which was fine, but I had nothing to do. I had no job, I had no school, and I had no desire to heal or get better. So I watched Netflix to escape from reality. I ate cottage cheese and apple pie all day (laughs) and had some bananas, was not cleaning my room, was not going outside. I slept if I wasn't eating or watching TV, and it just got bad. It came to a point where I was actually at the table with my parents while they were having dinner, and they tried to get me to eat, they tried to get me to talk, but I just ignored them. I stared at the table blankly. I had no thoughts in my head about communicating. It was just this kind of empty empty shell of a skull that just felt like it would crack if you tapped on it. I was just so fragile but so numb all at the same time. But I had a friend who just tried to send me encouraging texts every day with with prayers, with Bible verses, and I still didn't choose to participate in that conversation much either. So isolating myself, I went to Sunday service with my family but I would immediately go to the car after service so I didn't have to talk to anyone, and I would sleep. So it got pretty bad. It came to a point where I had the pills that I was prescribed at the time. It was probably attempt number five or six, I don't know, but it wasn't working. I was getting really dark suicidal thoughts, and I wasn't praying, I wasn't seeking counseling, so you can imagine I felt very alone, and I was alone by choice. There were people around me to talk to, but I just shut them all out. So what I ended up doing one night was I just said to myself, you know what, with all this pain, I might as well just get it over with and give my soul to the devil. Now slow down. I know that's extreme, but that was where I was in my head. I had already given my soul to Christ, but in that moment, on that day, I thought that Solving the problem would be choosing to ignore God and give in to the being that was trying to hurt me, trying to kill me. And I was not possessed. That doesn't happen. Once you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit of Christ in you. You cannot be possessed. But you can choose to listen to lies. The enemy still tries to distract, and we are led away by our own 
desires, our own sinful desires, and enticed. God gives us the freedom to escape temptation in himself. But I was not seeking freedom in Christ. I was delving deeper into despair and fear by choice. So I took a handful of my prescribed medications in my hand and I put them in my mouth and I couldn't swallow. The first thought that came to my head was, if I die, then my mom is going to blame herself. I can't do that to her. And it was that thought that God used to get my attention. Where I was at, that's all I was able to focus on, and he used that. Because then the next thought I had was, my friends just got married. I would love to see their kids one day, maybe even help babysit. And from there he said, reminded me of a girl that I know who has a great scientific mind, can memorize passages out of an encyclopedia, and I was excited to see her work for NASA one day. (laughs) So I stuck around for that. And what was next was, I think, what started me from square one. At the time, in a very confusing time, in a great way. And that was, Grace, you have breath in your lungs. That's not something that you can do on your own. You can't make your lungs inflate and deflate. You cannot push the oxygen to your brain. You cannot control the speed of your heartbeat. That is God keeping your body alive. And then I looked next at my hands and the thought occurred to me that I have a perfect bill of health. I looked at my hands and I saw fingers outstretched and a palm spread wide open. And that hand could be used to receive a gift. It could be used to share a gift. It could be used to hug or to high five or to comfort, encourage, all these things just with my hands. And God just reminded me, you know what? They're there for a reason. I'm keeping you alive for a reason. So keep breathing long enough to see what I have for you. Stay breathing long enough to be freed from your despair and your sin and your terror. So I stayed alive. It was still a very dark couple of months starting out the year of 2018. Then it came to one day I was ready to go back to work. I was so excited to start a new job and it was such a blessing. And I don't want to just glaze over the fact that I survived suicidal thoughts. That's a big deal. And I'm reminded, before I get into the job thing, I'm reminded that when Jesus met the demons in a possessed man and they called themselves legion, they were afraid of Jesus and they said, do not cast us down to the pit, but cast us into these pigs. So Jesus cast them into the pigs and do you know what those swine did immediately after receiving those demons? They ran off a cliff. They commit suicide. And even though my soul was safe in Christ, I was secure, my salvation was set, I still had him in my life, I chose to ignore him and to listen to the lies that the enemy tried to slip in. And he made me 
out to be this creature that just didn't deserve to live. That's how I saw myself in my mind. I was not listening to God saying, Hey Grace, you're beautiful and you have a purpose and a soul that I can comfort. I walked away from that until it became the point of almost death. And I still had so much to grow from that experience back into the light. It took step by step, day by day, listening to God. And I got to work at a preschool. It was a blessing to work there those eight months, seven months, whatever it was. And just connecting with these kids, telling them Bible stories, helping them dance around and get exercise, chasing them, giving them piggyback rides, (laughs) going on nature walks and picking up leaves, laying down on the sidewalk in in the play area and just looking up at clouds together, getting offline just in nature. It was so sweet. And I remember one boy, I believe he was about four years old, and one day I walked past his class during snack time, and he looks up and he says, Miss Moser. I said, yes, Damien. He said, Jesus Christ is my savior. (laughs) And I just looked at him and I was like, yes, he is. You are so right. And it was moments like that that just made me so excited to serve the Lord again and recognize that he still had a plan for my life. He was the one enabling me to live and breathe and to focus on a job, taking care of children. That's a big responsibility. And I got to be a part of that. I experienced so much love from the parents and my coworkers. My favorite part of that job, one of many, was singing Amazing Grace and being impacted in such a heavy way that by the grace of God, I stood with them and I could sing that song with true and genuine gratitude. So I pray that wherever you're at today, whether you're denying God from saving your soul at all, you don't know him yet, or if you're in a place where you feel like God stopped working in you, those are lies. He sent his son into the world so that we could know him, so that we could know what love is, so that we can know what God looks like and how he behaves. Taking on the weight of our sin, taking on the weight of our depression, our despair, our fears. He bore our sin even when he knew no sin himself. He never wronged anyone. He never believed any lie. And do you know how Jesus dealt with the devil? When Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted, he did not defend himself against anybody by saying, you're pathetic, go away, I believe in God more than I believe in you. He didn't just quote concepts or easy phrases that could summarize Christian themes. He quoted scripture. He said, get behind me, Satan, in the words of scripture, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. He said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Every word. We don't live just off the food we eat. We live because we have a soul. We need the spiritual food that is God's word. Jesus says he is the bread of life. And when we take part of him, 
take part in him, in that communion with him, in that eternal conversation and that salvation of your soul, participating in that is what gives you life. The spirit of Christ is the one that brings life and peace. So when we let the spirit of Christ into our minds to fill our soul, those thoughts are going to bring peace. But the mind that is governed by the flesh is death. Guys, it's not just a fear of death that gets our attention. It's the fear of spiritual eternal death. But what should also get our attention is that Jesus Christ came so that we could have life and have it abundantly. That yes, there would be times where we get scared, but his perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear involves torment, and he does not want us to be tormented. We have to choose. When we have the desire to end this life, we are saying to God, No, I don't want you in my life. I'm fine on my own. I'll figure it out. All you're going to figure out is that you need a savior. We all need Christ in our hearts to remind us you have breath in your lungs so that you can sing praises to the Lord. You have hands so that you can hold up the weary, help your brothers and sisters to stand firm so that when there are enemy lies getting into our minds, we can say no 